Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Will Talk About It podcast with your host, Gina, and welcome to today's episode. Now, I know I say in every episode that we have a really powerful episode, but this episode is actually really, really good. I know from the title, you'll be thinking, okay, but this sounds like a few of the videos you've done. Yes and no, because the Lord was really speaking through Acts chapter 1 specifically verse four to five and i want to go ahead and just pray because the lord gave me this revelation it just makes sense to invite him into the presence today so that he can really lead me to teach you what he wanted what he taught me so go ahead and close your eyes by your heads and let's invite the holy spirit here Oh Lord, Almighty Father, we just stand before you right now and we pray. We pray for your presence in tonight's episode. Lord, this was such a deep and powerful revelation. It's all about your promise. So we pray that, Lord, you will use me as a vessel today. You will use me like you've never used me before to speak such a powerful and enlightening word onto your people so that, Lord, they will be able to understand why it's important to wait on your promise. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So the scriptures that we're going to be reading from today is Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. This is when Jesus is, is the, these are the last few days of Jesus on earth and he was really spending it with the disciples and he was spending the last few days on earth, encouraging them, talking to them, preparing them for what they're going to do when he descends, ascends into heaven. And in this particular verse, in this particular scripture, they're in a place with Jesus and they're all sitting and eating and the Lord commands them. So I think this is, this is where we have to read the scripture, but the Lord commands them to wait on the promise of God. And I want to go ahead and read it and then show you what the Lord was teaching me through this. While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Now, the scripture that the scripture that I've just read, Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5, is Jesus talking about talking to the apostles to wait on the promise of God. Now, what was the promise of God in terms of in terms of the scripture? Well, it was the Holy Spirit. But what is the promise of God over our lives? Well, that's for each and every single one of us to know. So there's a few things that the Lord that really stood out to me as I read these scriptures. So what the Lord showed me in verse four and verse five is honestly such an eye opener. And I think for anybody going through trials, tribulations, going through a season of waiting, this is probably the most perfect, 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 perfect video for you to watch. So there's two things that really stood out to me. In verse four, Jesus commanded the, commanded the apostles to wait on God's promise. Why? We'll get to it. In verse 5, Jesus tells the apostles, not long from now. So he's encouraging them to what? To wait on the Lord, to wait on what God has promised for them, which was the Holy Spirit. Now, what has the Lord promised for me and you? What has the Lord promised for you and your friend? What has the Lord promised for your family? What has the Lord promised for you and your spouse? Well, you will know by now as you're watching this video, you'll know by now as you develop your relationship with the Lord, that the Lord has spoken prophecies to you. He's given you promises. So there was four things that I really gathered from why Jesus told the apostles to wait on God's promise. And the first one that I have is to wait on God's promise means that it is worth waiting for. So when Jesus tells the apostles, wait on the promise of God, he's telling them to wait because what the 
what God is going to give them, they cannot receive it on their own. And I think that is the fundamentals that we need to understand here. That whatever that God has called us, if the God Lord has put us in a season of waiting, or he's placed us somewhere and he's telling us to wait on his promise, if he's given us a vision and he's told us to wait, then what he has for us is worth waiting for. And there's a scripture that I really want to read, and it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. And it says, if you then evil as you are, know how to give good and advantage gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good and advantage to those who keep on asking him? So when the Lord calls us to wait, we should be eager Okay, eager and anticipate to wait because scripture tells us that the ways and the thoughts of the Lord, as I 55 verse 8 to 9 tells us, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the Lord is telling us that what he thinks, the way he plans things, what he has purposed and put in place over our lives is so much better than what we could possibly bring ourselves and he's telling us therefore that his promise what he has declared over our lives what he is promising to give us is worth the wait now if you think about this this has multiple contexts this talks about the holy spirit this talks about heaven like we should be we're so eager to anticipate heaven because we know why it's worth the wait but why are we not so eager to anticipate the blessings and the breakthrough that the lord has promised over our lives why are we not eagerly anticipating these promises that the lord has declared that we should have and should fulfill the purpose over our lives here on earth why are we only seeking it why are we only eagerly anticipating and seeking his promises in his presence the second one that i gathered that the lord was really showing me from the scripture is to wait on God's promise means that there is a promise and it shall be fulfilled. Now, this one really, really, really made me think about how I am in my season of waiting. And Jesus tells the apostles in verse 5, this is where this comes from, not long from now. Now, not long from now, we know not, not long from now can be three years. It can be four years. It can be five years. It can be a week. It can be, it can be two hours. It can be two days. It can be two, two minutes. But it doesn't matter how long it is. We must wait on the promise of God because surely as the Lord has spoken it and we are obedient with it and we have faith in him, it will be fulfilled. Now, Isaiah 55 verse 11 tells us that no word that comes from the mouth of the Lord will return to him void. Every word that he speaks will be accomplished to fulfill the purpose it was sent for. So if the Lord says that you're going to be an apostle or a minister, he has a reason why he's called you to be those things. And he, if you are obedient, and I think this is the bit that confuses people, people think that when the Lord speaks a prophetic word or speaks a vision, you can then behave anyhow, you can act anyhow, you can direct yourself direct yourselves to get to the vision to allow God's promise to be fulfilled but one thing that we as believers need to realize is God's promise is fulfilled when we walk in the alignment of God when we walk in the direction of God now you have to think about it God is the one that has ordained this promise for us don't you think he's also ordained the directions to get there God said to Abraham you are going to be a father of many nations but where you are I cannot bless you 
I will bless you in a land and I'll make you a father of many nations when you are obedient to me and you get up and you go and you leave your relatives and you leave your household. What did Abraham do? He was obedient. He had faith. He moved. And what did God do in return? Gave him directions, gave him instructions so that the promise was fulfilled. So don't think that you can receive the fulfillment of the promise, right? Without following in the directions and the instructions and the commandments of the Lord. Big error. Syntax 405 underscore exclamation mark star question mark. Like all of the above. The When the Lord gives you a promise, he provides directions. It's like a sat nav. You have put in the destination that you are going to go to, let's say, uh, well, I live in the UK, so let's say I would be going to Manchester. From where I am to Manchester, am I going to get there with my own directions? I will probably get lost. I will probably delay myself, it's a word, guys, from getting to where I need to be because I didn't follow the directions of the sat-nav. The same with God. God has a promise for us. When we walk and we take his directions and instructions, we'll get there at the appointed time. When we decide to take our directions, our instructions, we decide to be the sat-navs, we're going to get lost. We're going to delay. Guys, are you guys figuring out what I'm saying? We're going to delay the promise and therefore we're going to delay the fulfillment. And sometimes you can actually miss the mark to the promise that God has for you because you were disobedient. I don't think I even need to add much to that point. The third one that the Lord showed me through waiting on the promise means that you must receive it. You cannot create it for yourself. So this is so essential and it goes very much with the first point that um, obviously God's promise is worth waiting for. But God's promise is worth waiting for because you cannot replicate it yourself. What the Lord has for us as Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, his thoughts and his ways are higher than our thoughts and our ways. So when we try to recreate, because we don't think like God and we don't, we don't, we don't like, we don't think like God, okay? And we don't act like God. We're trying to, but we aren't God. So there's always going to be that separation between us and God. That's what makes him God, okay? We can never fully, truly think and act in the way that the Lord acts. And why? Because then everything that the Lord gives us, we can then replicate it for ourselves. Are you guys catching this revelation? It's a word. As I'm even sat here right now, I'm just like, damn, Lord, you're speaking through me right now because this is a word. Like what the Lord has promised us, only he can fulfill it. Only he can bring it. It doesn't matter what you do. If you go into the world, if you go, if you, if you, if you find other solutions, you will never recreate what the Lord has purposed for you because you don't have the ability, you don't have the power, and you don't even have the mindset to do so. Otherwise, you become God yourself. And I know you're not God. I know I'm not God. So therefore, what, what must we do? We must wait on the promise of the Lord. And the fourth one, to wait on the promise of God means you will be tested. Now, this is the one that people don't want to hear. This is the one that people don't want. A lot of the times when God promises us something and we look, our, we look at our current situations, it may take two years to get from where we are to where the Lord has declared us to be. And in those two years, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through seasons and you're going to go through some tests. I would be sat here lying to you if I said to you that some of the promises that the Lord has given me, I've not gone through tests and trials about it. I would be a liar. 
because the Lord tells us that tests, tribulations, persecutions all build, um, all give build our perseverance and also gives us faith. Faith that yes, we went through this season and this tribulation, but who delivered us out of it? The Lord. So when we go through another tribulation, when we go through another season that's just a little bit harder. Who's going to deliver us out of it? The Lord. It's that constant relying on the Lord and the test because if God gave us everything that he had promised us just off face off the bat how many people would truly be a believer well a lot of people but because there's tests and there's trials you see the true intentions the true heart now what is this the scripture tells us that where your heart is is where your treasure lies so if you're seeking God purely because you know that he's going to give you all the promises without any tests and trials well we're going to have a, a bunch of unbelievers become believers okay because life would be sweet but that's not how it works and that's what we as believers and unbelievers fear the most to be tested and the Lord can test you anyhow he can test you like he tested Job he can test you like he tested Abraham he can test you like he tested Jacob or Joseph or like he can test you in so many different ways but it's your job to persevere through the test it's your job to stay and hold on to the promise God's promise through the test and the trials because God's promise is bigger than the situation the calamity the tribulation that you are facing right now the Lord taught me that we should be waiting eagerly for his promises we should never even think for a second that he will never fulfill his promise as long as we are being obedient walking in his will fulfilling the commandments God's promise will surely be fulfilled and he makes it known. That's why he's trying to get across by saying, when you wait on my promise, there's instructions, there's things that you must do. But if you're doing those things, don't worry about how long it takes. Not, not long from now, you will receive the promise. And the last thing that the Lord really showed me by waiting on God's promise is that it must be received through faith. If the apostles doubted for one moment that the Lord wouldn't bring the promise, if the apostles doubted that the Lord even had a promise for them, the Holy Spirit couldn't have filled them the way that it, that it did. The same with us. If we doubt the promise of the Lord, if we doubt that the Lord will fulfill it, the God can't fulfill it. God, out of everything that he needs from us, he needs our faith first faith is the foundation you cannot 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 obey the lord without faith because faith means to have a hundred percent absolute trust in god you can't be obedient to someone that you don't trust so the lord needs you to have faith that's the fundamental aspects that's the first criteria that you need to check in order to receive god's promise now guys as i was let me take a drink because that that was deep. I had to take a drink because that was very deep. So guys, I really hope that this message really touched you. As I'm even sat here, I just know that this message was just purely delivered from the Holy Spirit because yesterday I tried to film this episode and it did not sound as good as it did today. So we're going to go ahead and close out tonight's episode. Lord, you are just so good. And I want to thank you, Lord, for allowing the Holy Spirit to speak such wisdom and such knowledge through me. That, Lord, your people would be really able to understand the simplicity of why we should wait on your promise. And what your promise entails in details for us, O oh Lord. And I pray that this message will touch those who are in desperate need of understanding why they should carry on having faith. Why they should carry on holding on. Lord, may this message, may this episode be a reminder to them that your promise is 
worth the wave. That your promise cannot be recreated. And that every season and trial and test that they're going through, oh Lord, they are an inch closer. They're not long from now from your promise being fulfilled. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So thank you guys for tuning in with me on today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed. Make sure you like, you comment, and you subscribe. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Rivers of water come from a stone. Life in